Despite a common perception that Fiji's Itaoke language is widely spoken by Fijians at home and abroad, linguists in Fiji say its future survival is under threat. Fijian communities in Aotearoa this week are celebrating Madawa Nivosa Vakaviti, Fijian Language Week. Its theme this year is Me Vakambulambulataki, Vaka Marengeti, Kavaka Nganga, Dotaki na Vosa Vakaviti, which means nurture, preserve and sustain the Fijian language. RNZ Pacific reporter Rachel Nath spoke to a language and culture scholar in Fiji, Paul Garrity, who's concerned for the survival of the language. There's a report that just came out from UNESCO that talks about how indigenous people's languages are currently on the verge of extinction. Um, mm-hmm. Do you feel, working in the Pacific, do you feel that that's the case in um, in Fiji? Um, that's a, that's a, a very good question. Um, and, and I think the answer is um, yes. Uh, uh, people got, get the impression that, you know, Fijian is not really under threat because, as we know, um, it's spoken every day in Fiji. For, from, for a lot of people in Fiji, it's their first language, and even for a lot of people in New Zealand, it's their first language. But, but um, nevertheless, um, the, for example, the extent of the knowledge of vocabulary is going down from generation to generation. So in other words, young people of today, especially in urban areas, do not speak as well as their parents and grandparents. Um, they don't have the same vocabulary, the same knowledge. Uh, so that's something to be concerned about. Um, also, there are certain parts of Fiji whose language well, in some places, has been lost. We know from earlier records, for example, that the uh, people called the Vunangumu, who lived in the center of Itilevu, used to speak a very distinct language. Uh, but that has been completely lost. It's extinct. Nobody speaks it anymore. There are some older people who remember bits of it. And that's not the only one. There are um, different varieties of Fijian uh, spoken, you know, for example, in Goma, in Berata, in Naweni, um, to a certain extent, in Ngao and Koro, uh, people are losing their distinctness. Uh, in other words, all the time, things are becoming, the language is becoming more like uh, what I would call standard Fijian or Fijian of the urban centers. And the same thing is happening in, in uh, say, the province on Bonolevo, the province of Takondrove. Um, a lot of people are losing languages, are being lost and being replaced simply by what you might call standard Takondrove language, the language of Somo Somo. You know, that's spoken all, all over Taviuni now, uh, but it's not actually the original language of northern Taviuni or southern Taviuni. So, yeah, there's a lot to be concerned about um, and, um, you know, other minority languages like Rotuman we should be concerned about too because um, a lot of Rotumans today, of course, uh, there are more people off the island than there are on the island. On the island, I think Rotuma is okay. It's you know it's being spoken, passed on through the generations. But off the island, um, especially in places like you know Asuva, the towns, the working places in in Fiji, the um, Rotuman people living there often, especially the younger ones, um, speak Fijian rather than Rotuman. Um, and some have no knowledge of Rotuman at all, or just a few words. So, uh, yes, it's something that we should be concerned about. What would you say is causing this possible extinction? Um, uh, the, the, the peculiar colonial history that we have is to a large extent to blame for not only the loss of indigenous languages in, in Fiji or the, the reduction in knowledge of the indigenous languages, um, 
but also perceptions. This is a lot, a, a, a very important thing. What do you mean by perception? Um, in the early colonial history of Fiji, all education was in the vernaculars. So there was um, everybody was taught either in Fijian or Hindi or in some other um, language, uh, Rotuman, for example. And then quite suddenly, about 1930, we acquired, uh, it was because the missions couldn't uh, afford to continue maintaining the education system. Up until that point, there were, well, very few government schools. Most of the schools were missions of various sorts. And of course, all the um, Indian educational institutions had their own schools. But around about 1930, the, they couldn't afford, uh, so... Um, the colonial government in Fiji asked the New Zealand government, and at that time, New Zealand government education system was um, definitely um, down on New Zealand Maori. Unlike today, of course, it's completely changed. But in, in the eight, in the 1930s, um, that's that's why we have in schools in Fiji. We still have in some, unbelievably, but we still have in some schools children being punished for speaking their, their own language. So that's an attitude that we have. We want to punish children for speaking their own language at school. It's still very much the case in Fiji that we look up to English as being a superior language and we criticize people. We make jokes about people who don't speak English well. Why is it important that we sustain the Itaoke language? You know, if, you, if you read, if you go back to UNESCO, um, they will tell you why it's important uh, to maintain original languages as, as much lang- linguistic diversity as we can. One, from a purely as- aesthetic point of view, it's nice to have lots of languages. It's why we talk about, you know, rainbow nations or um, I think, uh, I'm not sure exactly what Rautumara used to say, but he used to be very proud of the cultural and linguistic diversity that we have in Fiji. And he, I don't think he used the word ta- uh, rainbow, but he would say, you know, cultural diversity is what we should be proud of and we should be encouraging. 